So question for you. Do you have any questions for God? Things you've been wrestling with? You're just like, I just, I, I would love for God to answer this question. Like, like maybe your question for God is, why did you create mosquitoes? Like, what's the purpose of mosquitoes, God? Why did you create those little pests? Or why do humans have appendixes? Like, what, what's their purpose, God? Or who built Stonehenge? Maybe there are mysteries that you're just like scratching your head, like, how did that happen? I wish I knew. Maybe your questions for God are more serious. Maybe you're like, you know, God, why did you answer this prayer request but not that prayer request? Why did so-and-so get sick? Why this hardship? God, why the divorce? Why, 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 why? If you've got questions, that's a good thing. I think God is honored when we go to him with questions and, and honestly seek him for for answers. Jesus' disciples constantly had questions for him, and we see Jesus answering those questions. You know, sometimes he's like, are you so dull? You still don't get it, right? But at least they had the courage and they knew Jesus was a safe place to ask those questions. And so even in even as Jesus is about to ascend to heaven, he spent three years with his disciples. His disciples are still asking questions. There are still things that they don't know, but they really wish they knew. Acts chapter one tells us about one of those occasions. It says this, this is Acts chapter 1, verse 4. On one occasion, while he, Jesus, was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And so he's with his disciples. He's getting ready to go up to heaven. And he says, guys, I need you to just wait here for a little while for the Holy Spirit to come. And the disciple says, okay, good, check, got it, check. Hey, wait here. Okay, good, okay, okay. Um, and then they ask this, verse 6. Hey, Lord, so are, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? I think Jesus is shaking his head. Like, you're still asking about it. Is, am I going to restore the kingdom to Israel now? Like, you still don't get it. You still don't get it. No, they didn't get it. So Jesus says this, It is not for you to know the times or date the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. He says, guys, my kingdom, my good news is not just for Israelites, not just for people who look like you and me, like not just your friends, your family. Okay, It's for everybody. It's for everybody all over the world, and you're going to take it to them. And they were clueless about that, like, uh, still scratching their heads. And so Jesus says, hey, wait, right? Wait for the Holy Spirit. He'll give you the next assignment. Just wait, okay? And I love it because the disciples here, these are, right, these are the guys who have been following Jesus for three years. If, if anybody knew the answers, it should have been them. And yet they're still scratching their heads thinking, what's coming? What's next? What, what is this whole kingdom of God all about? They don't even know. They don't even know. It's, it's as if they're like, Jesus is like, hey, you're on a need-to-know basis, and you don't need to know right now. What you need to know is this. Your next step is to wait for the Holy Spirit, and he'll tell you what's next. And so if you have questions, right, and you've got questions for God, that's a good thing. Keep asking those questions. And I think in the proper time, God will reveal the answers in the proper time, in the proper way. But he probably isn't going to give us more than we need for today going to give us enough to take a next best step. You know, in Matthew chapter 18, Matthew chapter 18, Jesus actually tells his disciples, hey guys, 
You want to be part of this kingdom? You want to be part of my kingdom? He says, you need to be, you need to change. He says, you need to change and become like little children. You need to humble yourself and become like little children. And the one thing that is true about children is that they ask a lot of questions, right? If you have kids, you know that children ask a lot of questions always, you know, why this and why and why and why and why and who and what? And who they ask a lot of questions, right? Author Ralph Smith, he's observed that children ask about 125 questions every day. 125 questions every day. Curious about this, about that, why this? Adults, he says, ask on average about six. Yes, from, from being a child to being a coming adult, it's we lose 119 questions every day. It's as if we're losing our holy curiosity, as Albert Einstein used to say. We're not asking as much questions. Why? Because maybe we're getting older and we think we have maybe more answers and we're adults and we've got to figure it out. But friends, we don't have it figured out. There's so much more than we can discover when it comes to God. The question is, are we asking those questions? Jim Walker, the preacher of my home church growing up, he used to say this, if you have all the answers, you haven't asked all the questions yet. So keep searching for God. Keep, as you read your Bible, keep asking questions of God when you read the Bible. It's been said, if you don't talk to your Bible, your Bible won't talk back to you. Yes, if you don't talk to your Bible, your Bible won't talk back to you. So have a pen ready. Have a pen ready when you're reading your Bible. Have maybe a journal ready and ask questions of the text. Maybe have it in the, maybe write down a question in the margin. Like, why is this person mentioned by name? Is that important? Or, you know, why, why this detail? Why does it say Jesus was sleeping on a cushion when he was in that? You know, why, why all those details? Who is this person? Ask those questions and search for answers. Maybe you'll find the answers. Maybe you won't. Maybe, maybe one day you will though, but it's, you're, it's going to happen because you start asking those questions. In the Bible, God reveals it, says, hey, you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. The book of James says that when we draw near to God, he will draw near to us. And so today, as you're reading scripture, I want to encourage you, challenge you. Don't just get through your Bible reading plan today. You know, don't say, like, I got to read four chapters, and so I just got to read every single word and just get through it. No, take some time and ask questions of the text. And then be content, Okay. With not knowing all the answers, remind, our, remind ourselves of the example of the disciples that sometimes we're on a need-to-know basis and sometimes we don't need to know. But I think if we ask those questions, God will give us enough to go on to take one next step of obedience in following the good shepherd, Jesus, our Savior. We might not get that answer, though, if we're not asking the question. So keep that holy curiosity. Talk to your Bible so it will talk back to you today. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your son, Jesus. I thank you for the fact that he is the living word. And he's able to continue to speak to us as our good shepherd. God, I ask that, that we would not lose our holy curiosity. We become like children. We would humble ourselves and say, man, there's just so much stuff that we don't know. And partly that's really okay because you're God and we're not. You see the big picture and we don't need to. But God, I pray that you would reveal yourself to us today to help us to take one more step of obedience closer to you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.